0: Offer valid on select AK systems, through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? at Rivers, we have hit the hiatus in the baseball season. It's time for the home run derby tonight, time for the all star break, and time to begin another week filled with sports betting content here on the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, hope you had a good weekend. Hope you were able to cash out in some capacity for the open championship. Cameron Smith coming through, overcoming Rory McIlroy. Did you see that coming? Good comeback and good value with Smith. Even on Sunday, I was watching it, uh, actually able to wake up early enough to stream it, not that it was actually on that late, but enough to at least get some value. I think he was he was a few behind, maybe a couple from Rory, and they were still giving you like, I think it was 5-1, to 6-1 to one in some places, and I took a little dabble with Smith in there and I also got young at like 8 to 1 just for some security just surrounding Rory McIlroy so I was pretty much fading him and uh luckily Smith came through and pretty much just enough to hedge the uh the original bets that I made before the tournament started but always fun to see the link style play at the old course and uh hey congrats to Cam Smith so hopefully you were able to cash in on something whether it's the top 10 top 20 Head to head matchup, outright win, or whatever it may be. Hope you had yourself a solid weekend. But like we said, tonight we've got the home run derby. We will preview plenty of that in the second part of this episode. And to begin, we'll still talk some baseball primarily. Now that we have hit that break point in this season, how are we feeling about both of the Chicago teams, the White Sox and the Cubbies? Completely different thought processes for both teams, but that's what makes it interesting. So just to recap, Uh, Let's start with the White Sox, a team that has a little bit more importance at this point based on their potential. So the White Sox did what they needed to do. We were preaching about it all last week, saying, hey, if you like the value with the White Sox now, you got to think to yourself, what are they going to do with these two remaining series when we began the week? One being against the Guardians, the other being against the Twins, and both of those teams ahead of the White Sox in the standings. Well, they split four games with the Guardians. Ideally, you would have got three out of four, but hey, at least you didn't lose the series, right? And it was kind of there were some ugly instances in that series against the Guardians, Lance Lynn absolutely being one of them. But you split it, you'll take it. The bigger series was, of course, the one against the AL Central leading Minnesota Twins, who were five games ahead of you heading into this matchup. So you split with the Guardians. You know you needed to get the win against the Minnesota Twins. And that's exactly what the Sox did. They made a statement in Game 1. Good, solid win. Held on in Game 2. Game 3 was a dud. And then Game 4, you smack them right before the break. Hey, if you're going to lose a game, I'm glad it was one in between, right? Better to get the win in the last one and just the overall outright series win on the road against a team that you also have struggled against. So, huge series win for the White Sox. Can that spark some momentum getting into the second half of the season? You bet it can. Right now at Bet Rivers, the Twins are plus 105 to win the division. They are three games ahead of the White Sox. They're two games ahead of the Guardians, by the way. The Guardians are plus 450 to win the AL Central now the Chicago White Sox are plus 135. Last week, like the beginning of the week or the week prior, we talked about it. They were 2-1. to one. But it wasn't that insanely ugly period to where, yeah, the value looked great, but now we really needed to question the White Sox and say, this is just who they are. But they did what they needed to do this past week heading into the All-Star break. Not pretty to begin. Not pretty whatsoever. But pretty enough to get you in the running and to get your confidence right there once again. So maybe they can tease you or maybe they can actually capture it. But I got the uh, minus 110 ticket on them from probably May. I don't. Need, it might have been the beginning of, the, of May. It was so long ago. But, yeah, again, we talk about if you jump in or not. And if you haven't and you like what you saw from the White Sox, plus 135, not bad still. And I wouldn't even look at it in the sense of, oh, well, I missed a 2-1, to so I can't even jump in on it. Well, no. I mean, the White Sox weren't giving you any reason at the time to even want to take them at 2-1. to They gave you a reason to, to end this past week, and you're still getting plus money from them. And guess what? What we've also mentioned in the past, the White Sox have one of, if not the easiest schedule heading into the second half of this season, folks. If they can stay healthy, heck, if Lance Lynn can figure himself out finally. The bullpen's looking a little bit better. Again, the bats are hitting righties. Yeah, man, this White Sox plus 135 look, it's tempting. And I know I've gone back and forth on this, but specifically I've had the same same mindset in that, hey, if you think they could turn it around with the easy schedule, yeah, the value's there, take it. I was talking last week on some other shows, but no, I'm not going to double dip personally because there is some trepidation still with this team when you got Tony LaRusse as your manager. So I'm just going to hopefully cash in on my minus 110. I mean, unless they still have some value and it's like right down to the season and I like the upcoming series, but for right now, I'm fine with the minus 110. I don't personally see another reason to get involved at just the price of plus 135. If it was two to one or better, that'd be a completely different conversation, but it's not going to be when they're three games back and they just took three out of four on the road against the division leading team, the Minnesota Twins. So that's not going to be the case. But if you have not done it, I mean, they gave you, they gave you some reason to do it. I'm just saying. And I know it's a little bit of recency bias, but it's more than that because of who they played and when it happened. And now you get this reset. The team needed that, especially with all the rumors, speculations of the clubhouse nonsense, which I'm sure there's some weight to that, let's be honest. But a good win against the best team in your division right now, with a nice break to reset everything, is exactly what the White Sox needed. Now at Bet Rivers, you can also bet their odds to make the playoffs. The yes, minus 177. The no is plus 140. So you got to be careful here because, yes, they could still make the playoffs with the wild card. But, folks, you know, they're three and a half games back from making the wild card. You got the Rays at 51 and 41 at the top, plus one and a half games. The Mariners are plus one at 51 and 42. Then you got the Blue Jays at 50 and 43, the Red Sox at 48 and 45, the Guardians at 46 and 44, and then the Orioles are with you at 46 and 46, right at 500. So look, honestly, it's going to be harder for the White Sox to make their way into the postseason via the wild card as opposed to just winning their own division. You got a handful of teams who are, in the first place, arguably better than you. But secondly, like... It's just such a deeper field, and you're farther behind, right? You're three and a half back from getting in a wild card spot. The Rays are better than you as of this moment. The Mariners are the hotter team, one of the hottest teams in baseball. The Blue Jays fired their manager, new spark for them, better talent on that roster. Red Sox, well, hey, their bat's coming alive. That's all they need. The Guardians, I think you're better than them, and same with the Orioles, even though Baltimore, <laughs> they had a hold of you earlier in the first half of the season. But look, the odds, again, to make the playoffs for the White Sox, yes, minus 177, no plus 140. And if we're looking at that group of teams in the wild card position, even if the White Sox are second in the AL Central, that does not guarantee them a spot in the wild card because there are other teams that may not be as high as you in their respective division but have better records than you, but can't win their division because their division's tougher, unlike the AL Central. So if they're going to make the playoffs, folks, the avenue has to be capturing the AL Central. I'm not saying it's impossible for them to do it in the wild card. It's just way more difficult, right? So if you're thinking the White Sox are going to make the playoffs, it is going to come via winning the AL Central. So at that point, you're looking at the odds to make the playoffs. Yes, minus 177. And you're scratching your head going, why would I do that? If I don't think there is that good of a chance for them to make the playoffs with a wild card spot, why would I lay minus 177 when I realize the best chance is for them to win the division? And for them to win the division, the price is at plus 135 as opposed to the yes at minus 177. See, these odds makers want you to think, oh, well, the White Sox, yeah, they'll keep it close. And, you know, they're a top D. I mean, if they're not winning the division, of course, they'll find their way in the wild card. No, just take a second, look at the standings, realize it is going to be a difficult path to do it via the wild card. So if you do want to get involved with them, then take the plus 135. That is the way more logical route to take. And heck, even if the wild card wasn't that deep, folks, laying minus 177 for anything with this White Sox team, hell no, I'm not doing that. Come on. So don't fool yourself with that type of bet with the White Sox. I'm sure there's other... Decent betting opportunities for other teams, but that ain't it with the White Sox. It's division bet or nothing. If you find an adjusted win total somewhere, well, I'm curious to see where it is. But, uh, I mean, right now, 46 and 46, I I don't even know if I want to entertain anything with that. I'd rather just play them versus the other opponents in their division. The Twins, we'll see if their pitching can keep it up. I know they're hitting, again, against the White Sox, kind of hit a dud, and even a little bit before that. And their bats can come alive in any given situation. They got a lot of pieces there. But can their pitching withstand the long endurance of this baseball season? Can their bullpen hold it together? Because, again, the White Sox bullpen, turning it around a little bit, they need that big time. Same with their starting. But I think this reset will kind of just, in itself, reset the division into where we thought it was going to be. Which, at least for me, and I'm sure consensus-wise, of course, was the White Sox, Twins, Guardians, so on and so forth. Royals, Tigers, not concerned. Thought Detroit would be a little bit more competitive, but that is not the case. I think the Guardians you will see falter before the Twins, but I think the White Sox you will see get more on a consistent path here. So White Sox, if you want to bet them, division odds better than odds to make the playoffs. But that is what they needed. Tip of your cap to the way they ended that series. You needed it. You got it. Now, how do you capitalize going into the second half? All right. Well, what about a team that probably isn't going to capitalize on anything except disappointment? That is your Chicago Cubs. Just dropped three out of four at Wrigley against the Mets to head into the all-star break. Uh, What do we do with the Cubbies here? Well, if you haven't been already, you'll probably look to be doing it once we resume play, and that is fading the Chicago Cubs. Now, even when teams are tanking or just not going to make the playoffs in baseball, you know, it's not an automatic fade, right? Because a lot of times these guys, not only on the team, are playing for their contracts, right? Playing for extensions, money, their career, all that. But especially with some of these younger teams... Who are doing bad? I mean, they're going to be bringing up prospects who need to prove their worth, who need to get valuable playing time. They're going balls to the wall still. There's no stop there. It's just the talent isn't necessarily there yet. But they're not going to give up. Young guys, a lot of energy, lots to prove. So even though their records are bad and maybe their overall talent is not great, they will still be competing. The Cubs, on the other hand, not a team that's filled with young, hopeful prospects that are going to turn this club around within the next two to three years, maybe like a Pirates team with O'Neill, Cruz and other prospects. The Cubs, well, you got older guys who just are injured, not good, just nothing good. And you're still going to what? Probably trade away Wilson Contreras before the deadline, which is, I think, August 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. Like, the Cubs are just going to be outright bad. Like, at least the Reds have some young talent. The Nationals, I'm actually not too sure about. I think they just overall are brutal. I mean, obviously, I know they have Juan Soto and some other names. But, like, they're kind of in the same position with the Cubs. The A's obviously are terrible, too. But that's it. Like, the A's are in the, yeah, same spot as the Cubs. But we've already known to fade the A's. The Cubs gave you a few spots here and there. But the Cubs are are a team that you're probably going to be looking to fade even more so in the second half. There are no prospects to bring up to be hopeful for that can give them some kind of spark or enthusiasm. They're going to be trading away any valuable pieces like a Wilson Contreras. Yeah, they got good talent like a Seiya Suzuki and some guys who can hit bombs every now and then, and that's great and that's fun, and we want Seiya to be an absolute dog, and he is, but, man, I mean, he can't win games for this team by himself. Neither can Keegan Thompson. Clearly, neither can Justin Steele. So this team, clearly, in a rebuild, even though they said they weren't in a rebuild, now, on paper, are probably going to have to officially commit to a rebuild. And it sucks as a fan. Yes, it does. Especially when you know what kind of market this franchise is in or is capable of holding. But as betters, you know how to approach it. Is the price going to be nice? No, but that's what run lines are for. That's what other avenues of betting are for. But the Cubs, I tried to find spots in the first half to back, and then you know what? From time to time, it came through. But in the second half, just like I've said with Kyle Hendricks, but now instead for the whole team, it's probably going to be a stay away or a fade away for the Chicago Cubs. This team does not really have any hope going into the second half. It's true. The Pirates are being competitive. They've got exciting prospects to bring up and test out and fight for their jobs. Same with the Reds, even though it may not seem like it. They'll probably pass the Cubbies. The Nationals, nah, they're in a tough spot, just like the Cubs. Same with the A's. Royals, I don't even know what to do with the Royals. The Tigers are perplexing. The Angels are another team you tank as well. I mean, talk to many people now, and they say the same thing. The only time you bet on the Angels is when Shohei Otani is pitching. Otherwise, stay away or fade away. That's been the theme to a lot of teams this year. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the Cubbies are one of them. Now, speaking of the Cubbies, we did have the Major League Baseball draft. Not going to spend a lot of time on this, but the Cubs did select Kate Horton, right-handed pitcher out of Oklahoma with their seventh pick. It's exciting. You, you looked great. College World Series, I think, against Ole Miss, he had like a record thirteen strikeouts or something like that. Then the White Sox, they were in the twenties. They picked Noah Schultz, southpaw, out of Oswego East High School in Illinois, six foot nine southpaw, committed to Vanderbilt. Oof. Then both teams selected another pitcher in the next round. Man, Noah Schultz, six foot nine guy. That's kind of, it's <laughs> kind of cool. I mean, he got a huge dude on the mound. I, there's so many years to go before these guys actually get a chance, so that's why I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, unless you're picking first or one, two, three, anywhere in that order, it doesn't really move the needle. But getting a six foot nine hometown ish kid out in Oswego uh, that moves it a little bit. And Kate Horton, just because you saw pieces of him in the World Series, but uh, yeah, that's what happened in the first couple of rounds for the Cubs and the White Sox. But let's take a quick break here, folks. We will continue our conversation in baseball. We've got so much to go over for the 2022 Home Run Derby. Can Kyle Schwarber finally get his crown, or will it be Pete Alonso for the third time? I'll tell you the odds not only to win outright, but all the other angles you can look to bet for the upcoming Home Run Derby. Once again, it is the Chicago City cast presented by Bet Rivers. And remember, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost, not only on baseball, but on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically receive 20% on a profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app, it's a whole new game. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program, must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 GAMBLER. That's 1 800 426 2537. Quick break, be right back. Home run derby odds coming next. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into BetRivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every single Tuesday during the entire regular season. You can use it on straight bets, player props, or a same-game parlay. You decide. Log on to the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Just because we've got no baseball games doesn't mean we don't have any opportunities for baseball bets. One of the most exciting events of the year is happening tonight, that being the Home Run Derby. Love betting the Home Run Derby, love watching the Home Run Derby. Cashed in on Pete Alonso last year when he went back-to-back, even though there wasn't a Home Run Derby in 2020. He won it in 2019, and then he captured it in 2021 last year at Coors Field. The dude was a menace. Just crushed it all over the place. We talked about this a little bit on Friday's edition of Rush Hour. We'll talk about it more tonight as well. Remember, you can get a hold of Rush Hour Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook or on the Marquee Sports Network, FuboTV, Sling TV, the Xfinity app, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, and, of course, VEASAN.com or the VEASAN app. So... First things first, just remember, all these different books are offering different odds, different types of bets, etc. So not all the numbers I'm saying are going to be from one book, but I'll kind of give you the uh, just the overall outlook of it. But we'll start with just bet rivers and their odds for the players to win the home run derby. Right. We'll start off plain and simple here. So overall outright winner, there has been a big shift because when I was talking about it last week, uh, Pete Alonzo was in the 200s. I think Schwarber, actually let me pull it up really quick. But um Schwarber was like three to one or something like that. And now you're seeing him like plus, yeah. So three to one was Kyle Schwarber. Alonzo was plus two seventy-five. Now you're getting Pete Alonzo at plus one sixty. Please, please, please do not bet a guy plus one sixty to win the home run derby. That's disgusting. Schwarber's now at plus two ninety. Acuna Jr. was five to one. He's now six to one. Juan Soto was four to one. Now he's five to one. Corey Seager was plus eight fifty. Now he is ten to one. Jose Ramirez is currently fifteen to one. Last week he was thirteen to one. Albert Pujols was eighteen to one, and now he is twenty to one. So some odds have shifted big time at Bet Rivers. So the bracket goes Schwarber versus Pujols, Soto versus Ramirez on one side. Then on the other, you got Pete Alonso versus Ronald Acuna Jr., tough draw. And then Corey Seager versus Julio Rodriguez. So I'm going to spare some time here uh, because, again, I kind of went into it deeper last week. But the two guys that stood out to me, I always got to do my obligatory bet on my guy, Kyle Schwarber. He's my dude. Favorite former Cub. This is his thing. Like, this is what he's born to do. And plus 330 is the best number out in Illinois for Kyle Schwarber. So that's an automatic play for me. And you get a nice draw with Albert Pujols. Kind of guaranteed to get in the second round. The other player that stood out to me, just looking off some value, because Pete Alonzo not presenting any value to me. I mean, Acuna would be tempting to overcome him in the first round, but Acuna's got a big kind of slower swing. And he need to be quick and still durable And have endurance in this competition, which Pujols not going to fit the bill stamina wise. But Corey Seager, former Dodger, now going back to Dodger Stadium, he's been crushing it with the Rangers this year, and he's going against a rookie in Julio Rodriguez. Twelve to one best number I saw for Corey Seager. I'll take a little flyer on that. Why not? I'd also entertain Juan Soto. Best number for Juan Soto was plus six fifty. You know, with everything going on with him and the Nationals right now, uh, saying they might trade him because he rejected the what? Like the 15-year, $440 million deal, which naturally would be the most in Major League Baseball history. He had already declined a 13-year, $350 million deal before the offseason lockout. He's eligible to become a free agent after the 2024 season. But look, um, the Nationals are willing to listen to trade offers. ESPN reported he wants to win he says and who doesn't but and do you want to waste your career heck of a lot of money but do you want to be stuck with the Nationals maybe a franchise that's not in the right direction probably not I don't blame him go somewhere better buddy you'll still get a crap ton of money don't worry about that so is he going to come into this with some vengeance just kind of pissed off with a little chip on his shoulder do you even get a chip on your shoulder when you get offered 15 years for $440 million? I don't know, but you get what I'm saying. Comes in with a little more spunk. Uh, plus 650 could be tempting. But I'm looking at a different angle for betting him, and I'll get to that momentarily. Some other props you can consider. Total home runs hit. Varies anywhere from 260 and a half at Bet Rivers overs plus 114 unders minus 148, or you can look at 251 and a half at other shops over under minus 115 each way. 309 were the total number of home runs combined by eight players at Coors Field last year. The humidador was turned off. It's Coors Field great home run park, but actually Dodgers Stadium's a little bit better in terms of the home run rankings for ballparks. Yeah, the altitude helps with Coors Field, but Dodger Stadium, their dimensions are not deep. Now, the record is 312 hit in 2019, but uh, remember that time per round is reduced from 4 minutes to 3 this year, and then 2 in the finals. However, hitters can earn a full minute of bonus time instead of 30 seconds. Before 2019, when it was 312, 221 was the record in 2018. I initially wanted to do over 251.5, but because of the time reduction, I'm not quite sure I want to get involved with that immediately here. So I'll probably stay away. You could bet the player to hit the longest home run. Acuna, 3-1. Schwarber, 3-1. Juan Soto, plus 350. Juan Soto set the record with a 520-foot home run. Alonzo's plus 450 he's not going for distance Julio Rodriguez plus 850 Seeger 9-1 Pulos 15-1 along with Jose Ramirez home run derby league of winner national league is the big favorite minus 335 the American league plus 250 length of the longest home run 491 and a half or 49 or sorry 495 and a half at Bat Rivers, but 491 if you want to go lower and bet over at other books. And 495 and a half at Bat Rivers if you're looking to bet under. You can also bet Pete Alonso versus the Field. The Field's minus 250. Alonzo's plus 195. Now here's what I was looking for the matchups. Pete Alonzo minus $2 versus Ronald Acuna Jr. in the first round, who's plus $165. Is it worth a flyer on Acuna? maybe i don't know alonzo loves doing this he knows how to do it but it's a really tough draw i wouldn't argue anybody who took that with acuna i personally won't but not laying two dollars with alonzo no shot schwarber minus 350 versus pool at that plus 290 yeah schwarber if you can't get past albert pool i don't know what we're doing but i'm not laying minus 350 Soto, minus 185 versus Ramirez, plus 155. I think Soto gets past him here, but I'm not willing to lay that much. Again, I'll tell you the route I'm taking with Soto. Uh, Rodriguez is the favorite against Corey Seager. Rodriguez, the rookie, minus 155 versus Corey Seager, who's plus 140 is his best number. Now, Seager has 126 total home runs in his career. He also ranks fifth among active players and 19th all-time in home runs at Dodger Stadium with 59, all hit as a member of the Dodgers. He's coming back, familiarity with the field. He's got a little extra spark, you would think, because he left and now he's coming back and he wants to prove that he's an absolute dog still, and he is. Or do you go with the rookie, Rodriguez, who just has 16 career home runs, Now, he ties Evan Longoria in 2008 with the fewest for any derby competitor, trailing only Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who had eight in the first half of 2019. Chris Bryant had 12 in 2015. Interesting. So, do you think the rookie comes in here with all this energy and just dominates and can go longer? Or do you think the moment's going to get to him and he's not going to know the strategy? Because Seager has competed before. Yeah, I think you got to trust Seager here. Familiarity with the ballpark. Not that that's going to be the biggest issue, but you have that, you have the experience, and you've been crushing it this year, man. And you're giving me plus 140? Yeah, I'm not laying minus 155. I think this is a really good shot. This should be more like a pick I'll take Seager plus 140. Count me in with a bet on Seager. The rookie, you know, it goes one way or the other. But Rodriguez, maybe the moment's going to get to him. So count me in. Seager plus 140. I told you Schwarber plus 330. And also I'm taking Seeger 12 to 1 for a little bit of a flyer there. Yeah, just a little bit on Seeger, Like the value. And then Juan Soto, right? We get brought to Juan Soto. I said plus 650 is intriguing. Longest home run. All of that first round matchup. Here's the way you bet it. Instead of laying the minus 185 in the first round matchup, why don't we bet his total number of home runs hit? Assuming he gets out of the first round, but we don't want to lay that price. What, he's going to get mid-20s with his home runs? Something like that in the first round? Low 20s, mid-20s? All right, Even if he loses the second round then... You still got to think he'll hit enough to get over 32 and a half. That's the price I saw. There's a 33 and a half, but I'm willing to lay minus 125 to do over 32 and a half as opposed to minus 115 at 33 and a half. Again, he's coming in with maybe a more ticked off factor and really wants to show out. He's already been in the competition before. He should get through the first round and get in the mid-20s, right? Lower to mid 20s. And then, hey, if you're against Schwarber in round two, I don't think you beat him. But I think you'll hit enough to get over 32 and a half. And minus 125 is better than laying the minus 185. So, yeah, I'm going to do Juan Soto over 32 and a half home runs hit. But one that did stand out to me as well. I'm not going to end up playing this because I'm like, all right, I don't want to go too crazy on the home run derby here. But one of them that's tempting is Albert Pujols in the length of his longest home run. Now, Bet Rivers, you can do 451 and a half over under minus 112. But if I'm betting it, I'm only looking to fade it and go under. Other books have it at 460 and a half over under minus 115 each way. He ranks fifth out of this year's contestants when it comes to biggest tape measure home run in a baseball game. 459 feet off Taylor Rogers on July 4th in an Angels and Twins game back in 2017. Does that correlate to what's going to happen in the Derby? No, not necessarily, but here's what you can correlate. Age and strength. Endurance, stamina, all of that. You know he's in here just to have some, I don't know, nostalgia and just say, see you later, Albert Pujols. Thanks for playing baseball all these years but you're not actually trusting him to do anything here in the home run derby. But maybe he can hit it over 460 and a half. I'm thinking not. I would look toward the under, but maybe he just goes out there and just tries to more so set the record for longest home run, knowing he's not going to have the stamina to go, to go deep, right? So I want to lean under, but I don't think ultimately I'm going to play it. But that's one that was on my radar. So overall, though, folks, my bets on playing Schwarber plus 330 to win it. Seager 12 to 1 to win it outright. Seager plus 140 in the first round versus Rodriguez. And then Juan Soto over 32 and a half total home runs hit at the price of minus 125. That's what I'm rocking with for the home run derby. Make sure you check out all the odds at betrivers.com. Should be a fun event. Always looking forward to it and always looking forward to all the other festivities throughout Major League Baseball All-Star Week. It's not weekend, it's week now. So yeah, starting on a Monday, kind of odd. I feel like it's always on a weekend, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just, I'm accustomed to saying all-star weekend. Maybe that's for the NBA. Who knows? But anyways, folks, enjoy it tonight. Let me know if you're betting anything or if there's a bet that I should keep my eye out for. Um, Yeah, because there's a lot of options. A lot of options tonight. Should be fun. So enjoy it. Cash some tickets. We'll be back tomorrow with more action. Danny Burke, your host. It is the Chicago City cast at Danny Burke 5, you can follow on Twitter. And again, make sure you check out all the odds at betrivers.com or with the Bet Rivers app. Take care, folks.